World AIDS Day 2010 can help launch a sustained strategic response to the global challenge of AIDS, according to the former head of UN AIDS, Peter Peart, who's now director of the London School of Hygiene and Tropical Medicine. I asked him about the importance of World AIDS Day. World AIDS Day is at the same time a day to remember all those we've lost. So that's um, about 30 million people. That makes it, by any standards, uh, one of the big uh, catastrophes of our time, comparable to uh, people killed in, uh, in, in wars, you know, the, the numbers. But it's also um, a time to recharge our batteries, and, and I think today to celebrate some, uh, some victories and some achievements. And this year, the new UNAIDS report shows that our efforts are paying off and starting to pay off. Less people have become infected last year, about 2.6 million, down from 2.8 million two years before. And in the meantime, the population has grown, so it's even better. And then also, mortality has gone down, so less people die from AIDS as a result of access to treatment. Now, 1.8 million deaths is still a lot, far too many, but let's not forget that we come from a few million more. You did, not so long ago, call for a move from crisis management, I think the words were, to a sustained strategic response. Now, do you think this is now happening? Now that it's clear that AIDS is going to be with us for many decades, if not generations, and that we've got some achievements, uh, we need to redesign our way of dealing with AIDS and that we need to go from a purely reactive mode which was necessary, dealing with the crisis. We need to now start thinking proactively and with a long-term vision. And that's what I called in a few years ago in the Lancet a uh, a strategic approach. And uh, that means that we need to invest again far more in prevention. We can't go on with having millions of people infected who all will need treatment. That race is not uh, sustainable. Of course, there was some welcome news from the Pope recently, wasn't there? Yes, I mean, uh, finally, the Pope has accepted that uh, condoms can save lives. And uh, I always thought that the highest moral imperative is the preservation of life. And and that's uh, uh, what the condom is doing. Because of the very success that you're talking about in, in the battle against AIDS, many people may start to become complacent. Do you think that is a problem? There's definitely uh, complacency mushrooming, I should say, be it here in Britain. We've got uh, a major increase in HIV among men who have sex with men, gay men in, in Britain and like in the rest of Western Europe. There is also complacency in some parts of Africa. Uganda sees an increase in new infections. And we've got new fronts in terms of HIV, uh, like in East Asia, China. But complacency is also there among the leaders. There is some kind of AIDS fatigue. We saw it with the replenishment conference of the Global Fund to fight AIDS, TB, malaria. So that's not only for AIDS, but also for tuberculosis uh, and malaria. And um, far less money was... um, pledged by uh, rich countries than the Global Fund needs to provide treatment for everybody. So that's another sign of complacency. You've got this um, book just released uh, looking forward to the year 2031. Uh, AIDS is now 30 years old. Could you just look back and tell me what has been achieved and what you think can realistically be achieved in the next 20 years? 
Several lessons can be drawn about three decades of AIDS. First of all, that in our sophisticated times of technology and so on, that um, old-fashioned infectious diseases can still be very relevant and can cause tens of millions of deaths. But it has cost billions of dollars and billions of pounds. The second lesson is, I think, is that we can move mountains. And I'm saying that because who would have thought when AIDS started, first of all, that it would emerge into such a, an epidemic that is now affecting like well over 60 million people cumulatively, but also that um, there would be a global response with um, last year about $15 billion spent on AIDS uh, for a disease that is highly stigmatized, that is affecting gay men, sex workers, drug users, not the favorite groups in many societies. And um, that also the price of uh, new medicines, uh, antiretroviral drugs that can treat and save lives in terms of AIDS, that, that, um, you know, that the price came down by 95%. So you've achieved, you uh, as, as a leading member of the uh, HIV AIDS research community and, and others, success in, in what you call a strategic response. This seems to me to be due to good management. Now, there are other diseases looming at the moment. Non-communicable diseases seem to be increasingly important and not just in the rich countries. Do you think there are any lessons to be learned from the way that you and other colleagues have handled HIV-AIDS that could be applied for these other chronic diseases? Asia, the Middle East, Latin America, there is a tsunami of uh, diabetes, of cardiovascular disease, of obesity looming um, that will be extremely hard to control that is going to break um, entire health systems and cause many deaths. It's already the first cause of death in these continents outside sub-Saharan Africa where AIDS remains the first cause of death. And there is a perception that these are diseases for the affluent only, but the reality is it's hitting the poor it's increasing because of changes in lifestyle, of uh, more packaged food that's consumed with too much salt, too much sugar, too much uh, trans fats, and not enough exercise at the same time. People start buying cars and all that. Um, so th this is a, an incredibly complex, complex problem, but the lessons from AIDS are manifold. First, on the treatment side, when, when people get ill, with AIDS, we've demonstrated that in a poor uh, resource environment, we can provide chronic care. That was in many countries, particularly in Africa, the first time that decent chronic care was provided. It doesn't make sense because hypertension and all that had been around for many years and diabetes, but it had not been taken care of. And secondly, that in terms of prevention, um, interventions along lifestyle, behavior change, Structural interventions such as reducing, you know, bad products in, in food is the way to go. Uh, but that, that requires a change in social norms and a formidable political mobilization. I think these are some of the lessons from AIDS that we can apply. And that's why I'm so interested in, in, in chronic diseases. Peter Piot, Director of the London School of Hygiene and Tropical Medicine. For Audio News, I'm Peter Goodwin.